Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exurgat Deus dissipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunteu ma facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defende nos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias, diaboli est opraesidium. Imperatili Dea, supplicas de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, cad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo, divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissimum miserere nobis. Mato dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus et Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facium tuum et salvierimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Um, quick programming note. One of the issues with getting everything transcribed to the new platform, um, and they're switching actually to just hosting, they're going to be shutting down listening. So if you're listening to this podcast on Acast, they're going to be shutting that down because they figure they want to be as neutral as possible and just promote the podcasters. Um, as it stands, I'll be working with Acast because um, I may have to actually reformat or recode all of the old podcast episodes from uh, the format that most of them are coded into MP3 format, which seemed to be the reason why there was such an issue because everything else was M4. Um, M4A format for the audio. So, hopefully we'll be able to get all that fixed here shortly. It's going to take a little bit of time. In addition to that, one of the other things that we will be doing um, <clears throat> as soon as I get through probably this uh, these next couple of days is actually figuring out uh, the final format, what the, what the website's going to end up looking like. Everything's basically paid for with the website as far as making the changes. I just got to fill out templates and stuff like that and try and get everything cleaned up. So hopefully through the course of the weekend, through the course of the weekend, early next week, the website will be up. You will be able to watch, to listen to the RSS feed on the website, 
directly on RadioFreeCatholic.com that is coming. We're not ready yet. That does also kind of make me happy because you'll be able to find me on the podcast. You'll be able to find the podcast on the website beyond even the other podcasting platforms. And so you'll still be able to come and hear us. Uh, you'll still be able to come and hear the show, um, even should you know Spotify, Google, Apple, etc., decide to go to full tyrant. All right. Speaking of full tyrant, if you're paying attention to the news coverage, and it really it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're listening to independent podcasters. Um, like Russell Brand, Tim Pool, or whoever. It doesn't matter if you're watching Tucker Carlson on Fox News. It doesn't matter who it is that you're listening to. There is a there is a certain talking point that has managed to creep in to every opinion in news, and that talking point. It was a subtle move. I didn't at first. I didn't notice it. I just I just started noticing that people got a little bit more obsequious, and it was really irritating me. But that talking point is, we're not fans of Putin. Putin is evil. Putin is Satan. Putin is whatever. Blah blah blah. But or whatever they used as a segue. <clears throat> so I'm gonna break free from this a little bit. I am unconvinced that Putin is evil. And the reason why I'm unconvinced that Putin is evil is because I am convinced that the technocratic union, the globalists, the World Economic Forum, and all of their political leaders that they have in all of the, in the parliament houses, in the Congress, in the White House, all of the presidents and prime ministers who are members of the World Economic Forum who are all bought in on that garbage, I am convinced that they are evil. Period. Full stop. Joe Biden, evil. Nancy Pelosi, evil. Justin Trudeau, evil. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Macron, evil. I'm still not quite locked in on Vladimir Zelensky. I'm not locked in because I'm a little bit curious. I'm a little bit curious why he took the shellacking from the media for being basically a Trump-like figure. Talking about Ukraine, standing up and being an independent. He's talking about maybe reconciling with Russia and not rushing to the European Union, not rushing to the globalist agenda. And then he gets into office, and within a year to two years, he's decided to go the other way, like he got subverted. Now, I don't expect him to have a huge amount of testicular fortitude. I don't expect him to have guts made of steel. Because he's an actor and a comedian. There have been some who have had some intense fortitude. Some ability to really stand up against, you know, the wickedness. But, I mean, he's an actor. He's a comedian. <clears throat> Builder Mike shot me a video 
where, I mean, he's doing his basic comedy sketch. And I will tell you that one of the things I like about Eastern European humor is they're not, um, they kind of go a little far. They're not really like, they don't do, they they don't do like cringe, but when they do satire, they satire and they take it pretty far. However, if I were the president of Ukraine, if I were the president of the United States, if I was president of France, if I was a prime minister or whatever, I might maybe try and get this particular video of, of me in skin tight patent leather doing things that are generally inappropriate, maybe taken down or concealed or something. I don't know. Maybe just kind of get that slid off to the side. But he's an actor and he's a comedian. And, I mean, the video clip, while, you know, kind of profane and vulgar, is still very much in line with being an actor and a comedian. Not necessarily in line with being a political leader. Now, that doesn't absolve him from basically breaking all of his promises. See, because he ran on a, on the similar anti-globalist, anti-socialist agenda. The pro-Ukrainian national agenda. A, a, a populist agenda. So why is he courting the EU and the Davos crowd? Why was he? Vladimir Putin did have a valid question. If the EU is taking care of you so well, how come you're not being taken care of? If the globalist agenda is so good for Ukraine, how come you guys are suffering worse now than you were 10 years ago? If everything that you say is true about NATO, how come you've been screwed? And why, oh why, did you allow Donetsk and Lugansk, the Donbass, to be cut off from from being allowed to put their candidates up for vote? Why did you interfere with the Donbass's ability to participate in the electoral process? Maybe there's a reason. Maybe it's even a legitimate reason. Maybe Zelensky got into office and he understood things differently because it probably put a Kalishnikov to his head. And said, we don't actually, like, we play politics really dirty here and really dirty means that you could end up under six feet of dirt. It's possible. In fact, it's, I mean, it's not even, it's, it's a non-zero chance. It's fairly likely as things go for that region. But it's among the questions nobody's asking. Now, I've seen the evil that the globalist agenda has put forth. And so I'm going to posit something to you. 
Joseph Robinette Biden is your next door neighbor. You have a dispute with him and he makes a few phone calls and closes your bank accounts and forecloses on your, and, and does a tax foreclosure on your, or tax forfeiture on your house, gets you fired from your job, and now you can't make any money, you don't really have a home, and you can't access money, you can't buy food. What do you do? Well, if he's my next door neighbor, and he's just destroyed my life, my livelihood. He's destroyed my ability to put food on the table for me and my children and my wife, for me to take care of my family. He's just attacked me fundamentally. He has attacked my sovereignty. He has, atta he has attacked and denigrated my dignity as a human being. He has infringed upon my rights and my duties, not just my rights, but my duties, my duties to provide for my family, my duties according to my state and status in life. He has just infringed on that. And since I cannot make the same phone call to get him shut out of his house, to get him fired from his job, to get, to get his bank accounts closed, the answer is quite simple. I kill him. I kill him, and I end any organization that cooperated with him. Because an attack on my agency, in whatever form it takes, is an attack on my agency. It is, a, is it, it is an infringement of my responsibilities. It is an infringement of my duties. It is an infringement of my rights. And if he's particularly obnoxious when he does it, then I probably skin him alive and nail him to the wall and light him on fire for all to see. It's possible that I cut off his arms and legs and I place it at the four corners of my property so as to mark out the perimeter of my sovereign domain. Does that sound harsh? Is it any harsher than causing my children to starve? Is it any harsher than stripping me of my ability to take shelter? Than to utilize my own resources, my own labor to provide for myself and my family and my children? Because if you attack me like that, you bypassed attacking me. You actually attacked everything I'm responsible for. Everything I love. Now let's write this large. Okay? Trying to shut Russia out of the SWIFT financial system. Sanctioning supposedly the oligarchs and the big, big, the big wigs. But it's not just the sanctions. Google and Apple have decided to cut off digital payments for the Russian metro system. 
I don't remember that actually hitting the oligarchs. I don't remember that actually some, being something that directly affects Vladimir Putin. That actually seems to affect the Russian citizens. Meta, Facebook, Google, Apple, big tech, all on board. Let's be real. I think Vladimir Putin's like 71 years old. You really think he uses Twitter? You think he uses Facebook? I mean, I've seen the picture of, you know, like, I've seen the videos of him where he's sitting behind the desk in, in his office. They still got phones from, like, the 90s. Hardline phones from the 90s in his office. Not newer phones. Hardline, like, faded, yellow-stained old phones from the 90s in his office. You're going to tell me that Apple Pay and Google Pay affects Vladimir Putin. Or do moves like that actually affect the Russian people? Does shutting them out of the global financial system and then getting them cordoned, cornered and cordoned off from the rest of the world, does that not fulfill the same function as the Canadian government freezing people's bank accounts and locking up give, send, go so that people can't access the money. Explain to me how it's different and then explain to me how that would be different than say someone like Joseph Robinette Biden being my next door neighbor and then making a couple of phone calls and managing to end my job, close my bank accounts, shut down my credit cards and impose a tax lien on my home. Explain to me how I would be less justified. Oh, but he didn't actually commit physical violence. Really? Didn't he? Because if I don't have the resources to fight back in the same way, I'm still going to fight back. So why wouldn't I walk over there with a machete and make an example of him? Why wouldn't I dismember him and put his arms and legs at the four corners of my property and mount his head over, over my, uh, uh, on the porch above my door? Why wouldn't I? As an announcement to say that if you attack me in such an insidious and cowardly way, you still deserve the retaliation. And starving people to death by shutting off their bank accounts, starving people to death by making it so that they cannot transact and do commerce, that is not just war. And starving millions of people, 150 million people in Russia, that is not a just way to conduct war. You may as well go back to, to the opening salvos of World War II where they were firebombing German cities and causing firestorms to sweep across, literal fire tornadoes to sweep across and around the cities, like the city of Cologne, incinerating the entire populace. You may as well do that. 
you may as well fly over and drop Agent Orange over miles and miles of jungle and villages and, and rivers and poison the water and destroy the food sources. It would certainly be more humane because you could then see what was actually happening. Oh, we don't want to end up in a nuclear war with Russia. And yet, we're leaving them with nothing but the nuclear option. And you can't, you can't get on the horn with the White House and with Congress and say, hey, you need to stop this now. I mean, you can get on the horn with your congressman, but how much is that really going to make, the, like seriously, how much is it going to make a difference? You can get on the horn with, well, I mean, in the United States, I can at least get on the phone with my congressman and be like, hey, you need to start bashing down the front door of the White House and tell them to quit this crap. But whether or not they even do it, they'll probably say, well, we appreciate your concern, sir. Uh-huh. We already saw what happens if you try to do that in Canada, so that's not going to work. Similar to probably, it's very likely very similar to what would happen in Austria, Germany, France. I mean, they've already opened up the can of worms where they're perfectly willing to completely disregard their people, despite the fact that if you were doing, I'm not even joking, if you were doing to me what we are doing to Russia, I would incinerate you. You don't threaten me, my family, my children, my people with economic destruction, with starvation. Not when I have the means to end all of your global influence. I could end all of your global influence with a push of a button and you're done. There is no World Economic Forum if there's no Davos. There is no American Empire if there's no American cities. There is no global world order if there are no people on the earth. And if Putin has the same sort of disdain for these cowards that I do, then he's going to push the button. Because these cowards, I got to tell you, there are days when I hate them with a perfect hatred. There are times when I want them dead. And I don't even think about it in ways that are nice and fluffy. I'm not talking about just hitting like control alt delete and restarting the computer. I'm talking about in the most painful way possible because these people have transgressed the natural law and the divine law in such a way that they will pay. And I celebrate God's justice because as long as they continue to get away with it and as long as they decide to not repent, they're looking right down the barrel of the biggest, most heinous gun in eternity. I pray that they'll change. I pray that they step back. I pray that they repent. But I know... I know that it's a safe bet that they won't. 
and I'm not losing any sleep over it. They don't want to repent. They don't have to repent. They think they know better. I mean, they're fools. They're morons. Half of these people can't even spell the names of the countries that they're talking about. But you don't want to repent? Pfft, don't repent. It's no skin off my back. You are not doing anything to me. I mean, you're doing plenty to me. <clears throat> and I may get scooped up in this nuclear winter. Whatever. If it means that you go to your just reward, I'll take it. If it means that you pay for the myriad of transgressions that you've inflicted on the entire human race, I'll take it. If it means that for just a millisecond, I don't have to deal with that smug look on your face like you're so happy about how you're changing the world, I'll take it. Even if it means I have to die a slow death of radiation poisoning. Because my only real concern is while I'm dying that slow death, so long as I get to confession and I get viaticum, So long as I get the apostolic blessing or the apostolic pardon on my way out the door. As long as I'm in a state of grace, I really don't care. Because what happens to people who reject the law of God, that's between them and God. And for all of their infringements on my rights, and they have been many these last few decades... I'm not concerned. I'm more concerned about what they've done to the same people that I swore an oath to defend and protect. In fact, if there's anything that offends my, if, if there's anything that's principally motivating my rage at these people, it is the fact that I swore an oath to protect and defend the people of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and I missed it. I did not see it for what it was. I did not see these people for who they were. And that's my biggest regret is I didn't catch it. Because if I'd have caught it, if I'd have seen it, if I'd have known it, I would have backed off from taking the oath. I mean, I still would have felt it in my heart, but I certainly wouldn't have sworn to follow these idiots. But you guys, the rest of the American people, I mean, y'all got to stand up too. Y'all got to pay attention. And you got to pay a little bit more attention than some people I know. Because some people I know, they were so very happy when Barack Obama won. Because they hated George W. Bush. And they were so very happy when Joe Biden one. Not that Joe Biden won. They were just happy that Joe that that Donald Trump lost. And I watched him go through this under Bill Clinton, and I watched him go through this under Barack Obama, and I watched him go and I watched him go through changes under Reagan and 
George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. I've watched him go through this crap time and time again. And here we are now, when it's so blatantly obvious... That for 40 years, they'd been deceived by these people. And yet, they can't look at that part. It's too painful. And I know for a fact they fall for it again. We get somebody like Ron DeSantis or whoever takes over the presidency in 2024. And in 2028, when the Democrats figure out how to steal it again and manage to turn this place into a crap hole by 2030, they'll be like, and they'll be in the exact same spot they are today. They'll be in the exact same spot they are today. And I'm so over it because they shouldn't have been, because it, let, let me be, let me just be blunt. They shouldn't have had the right to vote. They shouldn't be participating. Because if you're gonna be stupid enough to fall for it every single time, stay home. Because in the meantime, those of us who are paying attention, those of us who might actually be the people that need to help guide the country in the right direction are being canceled out by the people who have no business whatsoever picking up a voting ballot because they didn't pay attention. They didn't study the issues. They didn't investigate the candidate. They didn't make sure at least beyond a minimal range to make sure that they were doing exactly what was in their best interest, their children's best interest, and the best interest of the country. Instead, they were just showing us what democracy looks like. And democracy looks like Jesus going to the cross and Barabbas being released. That's what democracy looks like. It, that's what it looks like every single time. Every single time. And they make sure it looks like that. Why? Because the World Economic Forum, the Davos people, Joe Biden, Justin Trudeau, Emmanuel Macron... What's his name? Schultz? And I think it's, I think his name is Schultz. Otto Schultz or whatever. I don't even know what his name is. I don't care. He's a, he's a German. He's, he's, he's in Germany, so I don't care. I hope, I hope his appointment or election or selection or however the hell it works in Germany, I, ho I hope it serves the German people well. But I anticipate that it won't. Because they're the same people who were like, well, just give us Nord Stream 2. Just give us Nord Stream 2. Just give us Nord Stream 2. We'll find another way to push back against the invasion. Just give us Nord Stream 2. We need the oil. We need the oil because we shut down our own. We need the oil because we switched out our nuclear power plants, our clean energy. We shut it down because everybody's scared of the nukes. We shut down our clean energy so that we could import oil 
because we need oil and we need energy and we're Europe's largest economy and we need to keep running because windmills suck. Do you see how they've basically destroyed everything? They're still destroying everything. You're mad at Vladimir Putin because he's talking about dropping nukes? I'd drop nukes on you too. You want to take away my people's ability to feed themselves? You want to take away my people's livelihoods? I'd drop nukes on you in a heartbeat. Because we're not talking about competing. We're talking about bullying, as it were. And it actually, no, bullying is the right word because the people who are imposing all these things are too scared to just fight. And they're not on the right side of things because they're evil. They're obviously evil. They're so evil that the vast majority of people who take a look at what Vladimir Putin says and what he says he's going to do and then what he does we can't help but look and go, well, you know, that kind of makes sense and it's all justified. Because when you look at our people, our people are so mind-bendingly stupid and evil and backwards and duplicitous, talking out of both sides of their face. We're going to shut down the Keystone XL pipeline and we're going to sanction Russia so we can't get theirs either. What? We're going to shut down fuel like oil exploitation in America and we're going to do everything we can to stop Russia from exploiting theirs too. What? I'm sorry. Explain to me in there how I heat my home during the wintertime. Explain to me somewhere in there how I cool my home in Tucson, Arizona in the summer. Explain to me somewhere in there how what you're doing helps me. Explain how what you're doing helps my family. Because as I try to put two minus two and get four, for some reason it keeps coming back to zero and I don't like it. And it's plain for everybody to see. And it doesn't matter how much you send that boob, Kamala Harris, out to... Try to break it down that Ukraine is a country and Russia is a bigger country and Russia and the bigger country invading the smaller country is just wrong. And they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're being ridiculous with you anymore. They're just doing it. I mean, on the one hand, it's not, it's almost refreshing because it's the most honest they've ever been, despite the fact that every word that comes out of their mouth is, in fact, a lie. But it is the most honest they've ever been because they've been so blatant, so blunt, so just ridiculous with it. We're going to shut down oil and gas industry in America, and we're going to switch to lithium. Despite the fact that lithium is far more destructive to the environment, but whatever, we're not going to, we're not even going to talk. Let's just skip past that one. Despite the fact that we don't have the transmission lines to make solar and wind as efficient as it needs to be, because solar power, fun fact, charges direct current. It's not alternating current. 
which is what you need in order to be able to transmit energy over long distances. Solar power is direct current, which means you got to put it in batteries, and then you got to run it through inverters, and you have to turn it into some a simulated AC current to send the pulses down the power lines to be able to transmit it. And you will lose energy in the transmission because you cannot possibly make that efficient enough. And you'll lose a lot in heat and you'll lose a lot of mechanical energy required to do the conversion, you'll just lose. And there's no getting around it. But whatever. They seem to be committed to that. Oh, we're just gonna shut down the economy. We'll boot it back up in 14 days. 15 days to slow the spread. 15 days, flatten the curve, everybody remember that? How's that turned out? Oh, it's been tur oh, it's been so wonderful. We haven't been able to get our kids back in school, but that's been wonderful because we found out that our teachers were stuffing our kids' heads full of wickedness and evil and nonsense, and they were grooming our children for sexual abuse by trying to convince them that they don't know whether or not they're boys or girls. Our people are so obviously evil. They're so obviously evil that I'm unconvinced that the other side is evil. And you're going to have to do more than convince me. Because I am a warfighter. And so if you did to me what we're doing to... What, what I say we, what the globalist West is doing, the collective West is doing to Vladimir Putin, I would respond in kind. Actually... I gotta say, he's been rather restrained. Because I would have nuked Kiev. Oh, you wanna become part of NATO? You wanna shut out the Donbass from elections? Hey, here's the 30 megaton bomb. Enjoy that. See how that works for you. Oh, everybody's mad? We've got more. We've got some 5,000 warheads. I've got submarines I can put around the world and we can blanket the entire world in nuclear fallout if you really want to play this game. Oh, America, you think you can stand on a high horse? Please. You nuked two Catholic archdioceses. You nuked two Catholic dioceses in Japan. Two. You didn't just drop one bomb. You dropped two bombs and then you used a Catholic church in both instances to make sure that the bomb hit in the right spot. You didn't bomb Tokyo. You didn't bomb Edo. Excuse me, Kyoto. You bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, but those are military targets. Were they? I'm fairly certain that's not any more true than it was for Edo. If I were Vladimir Putin, I'd be like, hey, man, we still get one more. <sighs> I'm not looking for nuclear holocaust. 
I am done pretending that our transgressions as a people, individually, each of us, and as a people collectively around the world, I'm done acting like we don't deserve it. I'm done apologizing for it. I'm done trying to find a way out of it. I'm going to pray for God's mercy and pray for the conversion of sinners, especially those morons who lead us. But I'm in full expectation mode of nuclear apocalypse. I'm in full expectation mode of the full chastisement as spoken of by Our Lady to Sister Lucia. To Bruno Cornicola. In La Salette and Quito and Quibejo. I'm done pretending like we're not going to get it and we don't deserve it. I'm done. If Vladimir Putin's going to be the tool to scourge the world of its wickedness, cool, whatevs, go for it. I'm trying to stay in, I'm going to stay in a state of grace. And we're just going. We just go at it. Because I'm done playing this game. I'm so over watching more and more wickedness, more and more evil, more and more duplicity, more and more lying, more and more malice every single day. Do I have respect for the images of heroism coming out of Ukraine? Of course I do, because I'm, I'm kind of a huge fan of heroism. But I'm also a huge fan of explosions, too, so... <clears throat> the fighting in Ukraine... I'm unconvinced that they're not being conned. They're fighting, supposedly, for freedom. But they're fighting for that same sort of freedom that's coming out of Davos. I'm pretty sure they're fighting for a con. Why? Because I, serving the United States military, was fighting for a con. Am I going to be the guy that goes, here, here's another AK-47, here's an AR-15, here's an, you know, an M4, a 50 cal, a Javelin missile. Go ahead, go on and fight for your freedom. If you're lucky, you die and you never find out that you were being betrayed the whole time. So no. Sorry, I'm not on board with that crap. Oh, NATO, you guys are finally unified? Cool. Time to nuke you. It's perfect because you can all hang together. But we're we're going to go ahead and make sure... Oh, dude, seriously, save it. They're going to let the money in to help the Ukrainian people to eat? Great. There's organizations like Mercury One. Donate to them. Because that is the appropriate Catholic thing to do. You think I'm going to support their war effort? Oh, they're fighting against Russia. I'm not convinced Russia's the bad guy. I am convinced that the EU and the World Economic Forum and NATO are period. I am convinced that they are the bad guy. I'm not convinced that Russia is the bad guy. 
our leaders are provably wicked. I don't know really anything about Vladimir Putin. I know a lot about Joe Biden. I know a lot about Klaus Schwab and George Soros and Bill Gates. I know a lot about Emmanuel Macron and, and Justin Trudeau. I know a lot about all of these globalist whack jobs. I don't know all that much about Vladimir Putin. So I'm unconvinced that he's the bad guy. Because the devil I know is Satan. And the devil I don't know might be worse, but I'm really, I don't know. The devil I know has slaughtered 1.6 billion babies around the world. The devil I know slaughters 10,000 children a week in America. That's the devil I know. I don't know how many people are dying over there due to abortion. I'd imagine it's many. <clears throat> but I know Russia was really doing bad because Russia lost 25 million people in the 90s. 25 million people have died. Not because of government oppression. I mean, we weren't talking about a, hol a second holodomor. We're talking about economic collapse. Total economic collapse. Who helped them? Nobody. We just gloated. Like, nah -ha, fell. Soviet Union fell. Nah -ha, that's why communism sucks. Nah Completely oblivious to the fact that 25 million people died. Enough people died to lower the life expectation from the from the roughly the mid-70s to the mid-50s. They lost 15 years from their average lifespan because of the economic collapse. Killed so many people. And what did we do? We did nothing. We didn't donate food. We didn't open up the businesses. We did nothing. We left them out there to dry. Just boop, hang them out to dry. Don't worry. Figure it out later. <coughs> 25 million people. Not dead because of communism. Dead because of the fall of communism and nobody thought, hey, maybe we should help. Not one American. Let me make this perfectly clear. <clears throat> Since... I remember celebrating the fall of communism. I remember it being a big deal. And I remember not thinking at all that people were dying by the tens of thousands per day. <clears throat> I remember not thinking at all because I don't remember anyone saying, hey, Russians are dying from drug abuse and alcohol addiction. I don't remember anybody saying anything about that. I don't remember anybody saying that that suicide was the was the fastest suicide either by drug abuse, drug addiction, alcoholism, or just plain guns. <clears throat> it was killing more people in Russia through the through the nineties, through the nineties and early two thousand. Like I don't remember anybody saying, "Hey, these people are dying because they're suffering because they're starving to death." I remember people talking about Nigeria and 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 Liberia and Uganda and Rwanda. I remember them talking about everybody except Russia. Nobody talked about Russia. Nobody talked about people in Russia needing help. Nobody said, hey, could you, could you donate something to help ease the suffering? No one. 25 million, 25 million people. Oh, but they were the enemy, so it's okay. 
Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Because it never once occurred to us, it never once occurred to us what might be happening on the other side of the world, in this country, with this guy who has now determined that he's going to reestablish the Russian Empire so that it can never happen to his people again. And to be sure, in about a century or so, it'll probably happen again. I mean, you know. But, you, but he's doing what he can. And even though the Russian people disagree with him, many, not all, not, mo not even most, based on what I can tell, he's doing what he can to make sure that that stuff never happens to his country again. The leader of our country is shutting off our oil and begging Russia and Iran and OPEC to provide for the oil we're not, we're not providing for ourselves. <clears throat> it's a Protestantism that God helps those who, helps who help themselves. I think it's a quote actually from like Ben Franklin or something like that. Poor Richard's Almanac or something. It's certainly not from the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God helps those who help themselves. That sounds like Pelagianism. But in this most Protestant of nations, we've decided to not help ourselves. We've decided that we're not going to exploit our own natural resources. Oh, and speaking of, sidebar digression, just quick question. <clears throat> it changes things significantly if the Earth is like 13.9 billion years old, because then supposedly fossil fuels are like 150 million years old, and it takes that long. Except that we can prove that you can actually make fossil fuels in weeks. I remember them saying that we were going to deplete all of the oil because it took millions and millions of years. And then when that continued to not happen, and to be sure, it did continue to not happen, they just switched over to climate change. They've been looking for reasons to try and get us off of oil and gas my entire lifetime. And all of their reasons have been lies. From man-made, cli from anthropogenic climate change to we'll just run out of the resources. It's all been lies. <clears throat> They're trying to strip you of the last bits of your stuff. They stripped you of your 40 acres and a mule. They stripped you of your home, your house, your castle, your land. They've, they're stripping you of your children as we speak today. They're stripping you of the last remaining property and they want to strip you of the thing that is the most quintessentially American. They want to strip you of your car. And you will live in the pod and you will eat the bugs and you'll be happy. Never forget that that's been their intent. They want you to not live like human beings should. 
Compare that with a nation like Hungary. While they're not perfect, 96% home ownership rate, doing everything they can to make sure to promote large families. Like, hello. We can't all go to Hungary because in Hungary won't be for the Hungarians. They won't have a homeland because they will have been swamped. really do hope that more people understand that we need to press back. That we need to be making this Lent a good and holy Lent. That we need to be doing penance and making and fasting and making reparation, doing everything that we can. <clears throat> because we deserve whatever comes. God decides to God decides to drop nukes out of the sky on all of us. He decides to let Vladimir Putin push the button and extirpate huge swaths of the human species. We deserve it. Of course, pray for mercy. Of course, pray for conversion. But you might want to add in there the capacity to hope for the hard to cope with the hardship that's coming. Because it is coming, and we deserve it. Embrace the suck. And give no quarter to demons. Don't let them in your life. Don't let them weaken you. Pray for fortitude. Pray for endurance. Pray for inner strength, for hope. Because here's the thing. If it is a nuclear holocaust, what's going to get you through? It's not going to be despair. Despair is going to kill you. So pray for hope. Comfort and softness, that's not going to help you. That's going to kill you. So pray for fortitude. Now's the time when the Lord returns to the earth, will he find any faith on it? If you're willing to embrace the suck, if you're willing to lean into the storm, if you're willing to remember that the Lord is still on the ship, and he most certainly isn't just going to let the storm capsize the ship. But he might let it terrify us, and he might let it test us. Don't be weak. Be Catholic.
And don't be weak-minded. Constantly, well, well, it's not that I think Rush is the good guy. I don't know if he's the good guy. But I know who the definite bad guys are. And I'm not moving from that position until they repent. And I don't think you should either. <clears throat> but you can make the choice on your own. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.